Welcome to the Bricks to Clicks Marketing Podcast. If you're a small business owner and you struggle with marketing your business, this podcast is just for you. I'm your host, James Barnes, and thank you for listening today. In season one, we've been talking about five social media mistakes your business should avoid. And today, I want to talk about mistake number four. And it's really this. It's that you don't identify the villain. And the villain plays a very important role in the story that you're telling on social media. And brands use villains all the time. And there's all sorts of villains that you can identify in your marketing, and especially to tell the story on social media. And I want to give you a few examples and then kind of lead you through a process that you can use to discover what's the villain really on, uh, for your customer. Because remember, the villain causes this customer, your customer, to have a problem. And asking the question, why are the, your customers not solving their problem, uh, leads us directly to knowing who the villain is or what the villain is. So if you look at this, sometimes a villain can be the competition. It can be your competition. Brands do this all the time. T-Mobile does this. I uh, did this many, many years ago. In 2012, uh, when their new CEO took over, they identified their villain early on. Uh, this is written up in a Harvard Business Review article you can check out. At the time, they had 33 million subscribers. And by 2016, based on using the, the villain that they identified in their story and their marketing, they had jumped to 69 million. So the villain was a competitor, AT&T, and actually Verizon a little bit too. And so they really chose AT&T, but of course Verizon was lumped in there as well as they began to argue why their service is so much better. And so, you, you know, this happened in the sort of mobile industry. And it also, it's happened over the years in, in uh, really software, hardware programs for computers. You know, years ago, there was a series of YouTube ads that were on um, Get a Mac. And it pitted uh, the cool guy in the ad who was sort of the Mac person or Apple person against the sort of nerdy looking guy in the image. You know, he had glasses and all how they characterized him. And, and so they had this conversation back and forth as to who was better at what. And Apple always came out on top, of course, on different things that they're really better at. That's their whole idea. And so, you know, one villain that you can use is a competitor. And I just know when you did it, just like it did with um, T-Mobile, they're going to engage in the fight. I mean, if you come out and say something, they're going to come out and say something. And so if you're wanting to pick a fight and, and really choose a villain like that, a competitor, it will do it. It will work. This happens in lots of other industries and lots of different examples. But that's one example of how people choose a villain and then use that in their marketing. And they tell this story of how they're fighting against the villain. And Everybody listens to those stories because it introduces something that holds our attention. It's called drama. And uh, the villain's causing the drama, causing the problem for our customer. So, you know, problem and loss, we've talked about early on in the episodes for this season, how we need to characterize what that is. Well, the villain really causes the problem and the losses to happen. And if we can name it, if we can describe it, if we can show it, then we're going to amp up the drama that people are going to be listening to. And then after that, it's all about how you solve that drama and get rid of it. Well, you get rid of it by selling the service or product, whatever you have, that's going to defeat the villain. It gives the customer a tool, gives the customer a product or service that they can use to defeat the villain. Another example, a lot of times small business owners won't have time to do their marketing. It's just there's so many different things they're doing and so years ago, there was a marketing company who created a time thief. 
as a villain. And so this time thief would or a thief would go around and steal your time as you were operating your small business. And so you didn't have time to do your marketing. And something else would happen in the business throughout the day and you wouldn't have time to do your marketing. You should have posted something on social media, but you didn't because you didn't have time because the time thief was stealing your time somehow during the business day. And it's sort of those sorts of things they use to sort of characterize the time thief as a villain. And it was effective because it helps the customer uh, see themselves in the story, especially if you're a small business owner. I'm sure you can relate. You know, if you're pressed for time, this time thief thing is really serious and it can happen for lots of reasons, but it's a serious villain to take into account. And there's lots of other examples uh, how brands use villains. Uh, Mucinex, they personify a villain. If you uh, just go on YouTube and look for some Mucinex ads, you'll see Mucinex or mucus out. Uh, you know, that's kind of what to look for. You'll see the little germ and mucus, you know, they villainize as a cartoon and so forth. But it is true that people can relate to it. And so you want to make sure whatever the villain is that people can understand and identify the kind of problems that the, the villain is causing you, the customer, or your customers. And so uh, Mucinex is one example of that. Um, Allstate, they use mayhem all the time. Uh, all you have to do is go to YouTube and look at some mayhem commercials and you'll figure out really quickly. Mayhem is causing uh, customers to pay out of pocket, you know, for things that are, you know, mayhem is causing to happen. So those are two really good examples of, you know, brands using villains to really amplify you know, the story about success and how they help their customers overcome the villain. So in the book, I talk a lot about villains and, and the sort of role they play in. It's one of the things that it can be a mistake in your, in your social media marketing that you don't sort of uh, have a villain. You, there's nothing there that you're fighting against. There's nothing for people to join in and, and join the fight, you know, and so you want to have named a villain. Uh, in the book, I give you an example of a villain. And for the case study that's in the book, it's about Hawkeye Cameras, a company in Mississippi that produces a technology, a camera that helps landowners. And so it's sort of three questions we use to walk them through creating their villain and uh, really using it in, on their social media, which now they reach millions of people every month, between 10 and 20 million in this past year uh, per month they reach. And they have about 95,000 people on their Facebook and Instagram combined. So they're using the whole idea of villain quite, quite well. And uh, the, here are the three questions that we use to kind of guide them through what's their villain. And so the first question, you know, I worked with them and I said, it was like, okay, so your customers are fighting against a villain called what? Like what's causing the real problems, you know, for your customers? And you have to remember their customers are landowners. And so that was the first question. The second one was, you know, we said it from their position. My customer's villain causes this problem for my customers. And uh, for them, you know, landowners were losing thousands of dollars in damages. Like they had damaged property and equipment and habitat and that kind of thing. And so that was pretty straightforward. The third one was, you know, what are, the, what are your customers losing because of the villain? And for landowners, it was money and these other things. But so, you know, sort of to answer that, you know, What's the name of the villain? Well, for them, it's feral hogs, wild hogs tearing up property on landowners you know, all around the U.S., globally even. Number two was, um, you know, what, what are they causing as a problem? Well, they're causing damage to land or property. And then the third one is, what, what's the loss? Well, it's money. Uh, they're losing money, uh, crops, pasture, other resources that are being destroyed by feral hogs. So that's their, that's their villain. And if you look at their social media, 
one of the things that they show is sort of the climactic scene that you would think at the end of a movie. They show their video from thousands of customers all across the globe, Australia, Europe, you name it, where they show the video of the hogs actually being caught. So they introduce the drama with the whole idea of the villain and the feral hog, but they also show the villain being defeated, and the defeat comes by way of a landowner using their camera and trap technology. And so what have they done? They've used a villain to show that the damage and and the cost of it can be avoided if a landowner will take action and buy the service or product they have, which in this case is a camera and a you know, to use to trap feral hogs on their properties. That's how they end the drama. They close the loop when they show a feral hog or multiple hogs being caught on a piece of property. Now, not everybody's got a feral hog to point at, but my, my point of this is you do have a villain you can identify so you can help tell that part of the story to connect with your customers. Your customers have a problem. You have a solution to that problem, whatever the product or service is that you sell. So whatever the villain is that's continuing to cause the problem, think about it like this. Why are you not solving the problem? If you're a customer, you know, and you've got a problem, why are you not solving it? Well, what could that be? So why the problem isn't being resolved or your customers aren't resolving it is kind of leading you toward what's the villain. So think about that. Think about the way that you can identify a villain in your marketing So you can start telling that story on social media because so many times you're going to amp up the drama, amp up, you know, giving people a reason to really join the fight, really. You know, and and this doesn't matter if you have a for-profit or non-profit or anything else. Uh, The last story I'll I'll use and kind of close and wrap this up is uh, several years ago, REI, it's an outdoor gear company. Uh, They turned, you know, shopping at holiday sales, this holiday consumerism, into a uh, literally into a villain. And so on that particular like uh, Black Friday, they closed their stores and just encouraged people to go outside and not be a part of the shopping hassle and the and the stress and everything else. And so people started doing it. They took on that villain and they actually started doing that. And so they didn't shop. They did other things. And they started posting on Twitter and different places on social media. There's a big article in Adweek all about it. But um You know, this is just a place where REI figured out that if they had something like a villain, like holiday consumerism, they could fight against it by taking action on Black Friday and people join them in doing it. So what is your customer's villain? You need to think about this. It can add a whole lot of interest to the story you're telling on social media. It's going to draw attention. It's going to help you clarify what the problem and loss is. It's going to also then give you a chance to pivot and sell whatever you are selling, your product or service, so that your customer can defeat the villain. That's what it is at the end of the day. So without a villain, we don't have a lot of drama. We need drama. That's what we want. I mean, what would we have if we had Batman and no Joker, Superman, no Lex Luthor, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you got to have it. So get that. That's what you need. Those are the questions we went through with Hawkeye. Hopefully they'll help you in identifying your villain. And I want to thank you for joining me for this part of the podcast, this episode. You can get the downloads and show notes and much, much more for all the episodes for the podcast just by going to our Facebook page. Just search for Bricks to Clicks Marketing. I give you a step-by-step process in this one, uh, if you look under this episode, to figure out what is the villain that your customer is really up against. And uh, this is a big deal. So don't miss it. I hope you'll follow up, follow the questions, identify the villain that your customer is facing. That way you can bring people into a story they can relate to and be a part of and 
They'll want to buy your stuff to defeat the villain, to be a part of that story. And, uh, and that's the whole idea. So continue to help people see ways of making their life better. And uh, defeating a villain is the path. So hope this has been helpful. I th- thank you for joining me. And I hope you'll check out the next episode where we wrap up the final mistake, the final social media marketing mistake that you need to avoid that's costing you thousands of dollars in leads. That's in the next episode coming up. Coming up.